What movie did we just watch, Amy? <laughs> Descendants 2. Electric Boogaloo. Descendier. Descendant. Descend harder? Descend harder. I predict for this one, we will have less to say than for first Descendants. I wrote I a lot like of we... notes. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I described a lot of things, but... Um... I mean, this this movie wasn't as revolutionary as the original Descendants. I think you, it's hard to do that with a sequel. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Oh, I had fun. Yeah. I had fun watching it. <laughs> Much like just, the first one, it was fun. I just keep thinking, what are they churning out? Like, the Disney Channel triple threat child actor machine... <laughs> Is in hyperdrive. They are just churning out. Mm-hmm. Well, you got You got to really keep them talented, young and talented, singer and dancers, and and I, I think acting has always been the weakest. Yeah, on Disney Channel, they're doing okay. They're doing fine. Uh, it is a step. It is, a, I think, a little bit of a step above um, some of the. Yeah, some like, of the things like that are what out I there. grew up with yeah. in Disney Channel. Um, <laughs> It's fine acting. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't have a lot to work with. No. No. <laughs> you're playing happy. You're happy in this scene. Now you're sad now in this scene. Now you're sad. Yeah. You're conflicted. <laughs> you're evil. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, I really... I was disappointed with Uma. Because I feel like she didn't have anything other than sort of the genericest of evil. Right. And then we just spent this whole last movie redeeming the children of the villains yeah. that they don't have to be villains anymore and yeah. like I kind of expected a similar arc for yeah. the new characters we got in this which were Uma and Harry, Harry Hook who carried around son. a hook, so you knew whose son he was. But he had two hands. He had two that hands. was established. He just carried the hook. <laughs> carried the hook. Because he lost the hook, I don't, and he went after it. He yeah. had two hands. We had, he, I mean, you saw him with like holding it multiple times throughout the movie before then. Um, or I did. I was I mean, watching. I mean, I, no, I wasn't I watching that, closely. that he was <laughs> holding it. Yeah. And, and Gil Gaston's son. son. Yeah, and played by Jonesy or Riley. I don't remember which one. I can never remember which one. I think which. that one's Riley. That one's Riley. Okay. I think Jonesy is the brunette. But I wrote I it down. Think. I wrote it down. Riley. It is Riley. Is yes. Riley. I, I looked it up while we watched the movie. Yeah, Riley from, from Letter, Letter Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, that's Riley. It's Riley. <laughs> and then we have the most fun head canon yeah. of all time. That Gil Gaston's son has been living in Letterkenny, playing hockey. I mean, the characters were very similar. It seemed sort of like less, slightly less wordplay, but still kind of dopey. Yeah. yeah. He can play other character types. He was in, yeah. um, in Travelers. Travelers and did a good job. Yeah. And that was a, that was a dramatic role. Felicity. Oh, my gosh. I gotta bite your arms. I gotta bite them. You specifically got up from your nap. Now you were asleep when we started. And decided to bite. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, Riley was Gil. Although, so, he didn't have a lot of a character. He, he was just sort of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was disappointed we didn't see any parents other than yeah, Beast and Belle. Yeah, I was sad we didn't see any parents. Um, like, New World. Like, I, we, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised we didn't get Christian Chenoweth back. Um... I don't know that her character had a lot of places to go. Right, right. But... So it's less, uh, less about 
our original four protagonist children, vil- yeah. villain children, uh, separating themselves from their parents. It, it was less about anything. <laughs> And that was the thing I kept thinking the most of the movies. Like, what is this about? Sequels are hard. Sequels are absolutely hard. But I kept going, like, what are we, what are we trying to tell here? Like, what story are we doing? Like, what's the arc? Um, I feel like I feel like the first movie had pretty strongly defined character arcs, even if they were basic. They were there was an arc for every, mm-hmm. particularly the, the core four. Um, you know, Evie learned she didn't need a prince, and Mal decided she wanted to be good, and yeah. Carlos thought he likes dogs. Yeah. And Jay learned how to work on a team. Yeah. And then this one, like, Mal had an arc. She didn't have to, like, not be herself yeah. to fit she in. Learned, like, that was the closest to the... thing to meaning is, like, be yourself. Be yeah. who you are. Yeah. As long as it's good and not evil, because that was the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> But we didn't get an arc with Uma, Ursula's daughter. No, no arc whatsoever. The more I'm thinking about it, the less that this is like a movie with like a musical theater structure. And maybe it's just like a bunch of music videos. Like one long music video. (laughs) See, I was thinking Uh, of it as like different episodes of a TV series. Yeah, it could be that. Because I feel like we had like distinct moments of like story. Like, oh, we're on the island. And that's like an episode. Yeah. And then it, it... ends and like there's a tag like oh we're going to the next episode and that's on the boat with the cotillion i mean i was super entertained by the musical numbers yeah i was really impressed the costumes more impressed by the musical numbers yeah than the first movie yeah i think they improved all the choreography they let you watch the dancers the costumes were kind of like you used yeah in um right I like so I like that. Yeah, part. no, I the the freaking finale with the water dance, yeah. like that was great. That was that I was a lot of fun. That. It was really cool. I was really unexpected. Something uh-huh. I haven't seen. I kept thinking, oh my gosh, must like the dancers are just like <laughs> their feet. Yeah, their feet. I was thinking about that as well. Like, oh, this must have been so hard. And like and, the technical, you got to keep yeah. refilling that because uh-huh. you got to make sure there's the right amount of water to do the splashes. <laughs> And they look like they're having the most fun ever. So it totally worked. They did a good worked. job. They bought it. Totally worked. Yes. Yeah, that was that was fun. So I, I the the story part didn't bother me as much because no, I was, was like, oh, I'm enjoying what, it. What story? There was barely a story. There was barely a story. Um, nobody really changed or grew. Um, which is a problem when you solve all your problems in the first movie, which is very typical of Disney right. movies. Yes. Um, it's like, hey, we solved everything. That's the whole point of a Disney movie. Yeah, but then it did really well. So now we're we going to make sequel. a number, another one. I don't one. know, maybe in number three they... Find some problems. Maybe it's kind of like number two, part two. Well, they of... certainly indicated that with um, oh. Uma at the end. Going, yes. what, do you think it was over? Yeah. Um, yeah, her special effects looked real bad. Mm, yeah. It's like, you're just, this is clearly just the actress standing in a puddle with some CGI limbs added much later. I don't think she was standing in a puddle, I think. You think, you don't even think they did that much? Uh-uh. <laughs> no, because of the way she was moving her body was kind of like, I'm in I'm the wa- water. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the water. That's true. <laughs> And the sense of scale, like, it wasn't clear how big she was supposed to be, and I'm not sure it was real consistent how big she was. 
and Mal turned into a dragon. Right, this is the first time we saw yeah. Mal turn into. We sort of had stuff leading up to that because her eyes kept turning green throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. Um, although, like that was set up and payoff, but not like any like narrative purpose. <laughs> no, we ended the special effects. Yeah. Um, I continue to have the same question about names. Yeah. The new villains. And There's like, so many good questions why? about names. What is the naming conventions here? Yeah. Because um, we had Harry Hook. Mm-hmm. Assuming Hook was his actual last name. We don't We don't know. Here's Captain Hook's son. son. I, well, but ca- was Captain Hook's name Captain Hook? That is was that like a nickname, nickname that Harry, that Harry, that Peter Pan gave him? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his last name is. And when you have a water-themed villain with a henchman named Gil, who has no connection to the water whatsoever, no. like, that's that's just confusing. Also, didn't Gaston die in Beauty and the Beast at the end? I don't know. I think, he, probably. Did. I think he fell off a cliff. I, yeah, I don't... He, he, he was badly injured. He's fine. I mean, the <laughs> You don't think about too hard. Yeah, I, mean, the, I, I have to think about Mulan is <laughs> the one that always throws me off with Lonnie there. Right, okay. she's Like, Lonnie's there, Mulan's child. Like, that's where the name comes from. I get it's it. short for Mulan, I guess, is I, Lonnie. Yeah, well, because most of them have the same name as their parent. <laughs> and then if they don't, it's a weird Yeah, like name. Carlos. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking about it, and I think that I mentioned this in the last time we watched a Descendants movie, but, like... The presence of Lonnie in this universe opens up a lot of questions because, like, this is the world of of Aradon or Oradon. Um, but Aradon also apparently has a feudal Japan in it somewhere. Well, it's China. China? It's China. Mulan's Chinese. Okay. I was mistaken. You're well, right. That's okay. Now that I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah, because um, Eddie Murphy's character was a Chinese dragon. He was. Was it Eddie Murphy that was the voice, or was it, was it like Chris Tucker? He might have. <laughs> I think it was Eddie Murphy. Okay. Uh, well, we'll continue to. Yeah. Um, so there's like also like like the timeline was a real problem for me in the last one, and that didn't get fixed. Oh, and yeah. Well, and how all these different stories and kingdoms all exist in one. Yeah. Year. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy played Mushu. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that was that okay. wasn't a problem of a character okay. at all. <laughs> they do not have Mushu in the new Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> Nor do they have any songs. No. <laughs> Which oh. is fine. Yeah. Sherwood Forest exists because Audrey got stuck in. Oh yeah, Sherwood Forest exists. I like that we just kept talking about Audrey because we didn't she have was, the actress. We didn't have the actress. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were yeah. missing a lot of actors between the parents and Audrey. Um, I feel like there were a few others that like some of the other kids from the high school that had bigger roles last time. Maybe I don't remember. Dopey was back. Dopey's Dopey, yeah, kid. Doug, Doug was back, and Jesse or Jenny, fairy godmother. Jane. Daughter, Jane. Jane. Again, fairy godmother. Jane. What's <laughs> what's the connection there? I don't know. Maybe fairy godmother's actual name is Jane. Also. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Could be. I guess I guess Carlos kind of had an arc in that he tried to ask out Jane and then did. Yeah. He was struggling with that. Yeah. Oh, there's a talking dog. There's a talking dog. That's now. that's always entertaining. <laughs> Bobby Moynihan plays a talking dog. <laughs> and it's very clear he went into the recording booth for twenty minutes, got all of his lines in one yeah. take, and then left. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> just looking at my notes now. Does an ogre like cheese puffs? <laughs> we will never know. <laughs> they they asked that question like we should know the answer, but I don't know the answer. I mean, based on her reaction to the scooter, I think yes. I think an ogre does think, like cheese puffs. Yeah. Except, I don't think there are any ogres in the Disney universe. Ow! Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if that's a reference to Shrek, which is, and Shrek is already a reference to Disney. Disney yeah, it's, thank you, Jeffrey Katzenberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, everyone in Oridon is rich because Evie can buy a castle in three years of doing dress alterations. Wait, well, yes, they're all from like royal yeah. families. <laughs> It's all of the kingdoms. But, like, that was her entire arc was, like, I'm going to buy a castle. Well, she's a fashion she, designer she, now. Well, yeah, but, like, that, that'll happen in the last movie. I, yes, yeah. Well, now <laughs> she's a successful enough one to buy yeah. a, a castle. Did she actually make changes to the dress, the blue and gold one? She's like, I made some changes to your dress yeah, if you like them. Yeah, she made it more punky. Like, okay. Like, she cut the front so it was a high-low High in the front, low okay. in the back. I couldn't it was remember more if that's how it was. There yeah. were like um, boots. Good. I'm glad you were paying worn. attention there. Instead of the, the the first dress was more of like ball gowny. Okay. All the way. Good. So those yes, those were the the changes. Those were the Costume changes. designs by Kara Sun, who was on Project Runway, oh. one of the very first seasons, oh. and I think she was runner up. Or well, she made good. She's doing Descendants costumes. That's got to be. Well, all I right. really like the costumes yeah. in this too. They don't look cheesy. Mm-hmm. So many of like when they do um, uh, Disney esque live action sorts of things, the costumes just oh, look. Oh yeah, they look bad. <laughs> oh, look very bad. Well, these look a lot better. Yeah. Do we get to the end of your comments? No, no. I have lots of comments. Oh, okay. Uh, doesn't really choose. So the sword fighting thing, the sword fighting team. I was trying to figure <laughs> out what that was. That's true. That's instead of the football-y we, thing. Tournament, I think it was called, like like tournament yes. or joust or something in the last one, which oh. which was vague as far as rules went, but at least mm-hmm. looked like a game. It did. This was. This was like we only saw practice. Oh yeah, no, this totally didn't seem weird to me at the time. But now that you're talking about it, they must have eight team members and a captain. Are they going to sword fight together? I don't know. This it was not made clear. There's a round thing with these blocks that are clearly part of the field, but they started up lined up in like opposition to those blocks, yeah. like the round ones, and then they ran around everywhere fighting. I just- and then most of them stopped fighting to watch. Uh, Jay fight mystery fighter yeah. who turned out to be Lottie, who couldn't be on the team. Who couldn't be on the she team. She was a girl. Yeah, and which I mean, she pointed out that didn't stop her. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole story arc of Mulan. It was. Uh, yeah, I couldn't figure out what that what that sport was. Like, what is the what is the goal Why of this did you team? Say that that was not thing. Also, I was really bothered by their sport uniforms for the sword fighting um because like i'm fine with sword fighting like that's that ties into the sort of mystical fantasy thing mm-hmm. and they were wearing fencing helmets like yes. real big fencing. they had to be wearing fencing helmets for the reveal of lonnie yeah 
Um, but the rest of their uniforms were like these leather vests, and then their arms were completely exposed, which is not good sword fighting gear. Yeah, and I was not paying attention <laughs> like, enough. When you watch professional <laughs> fencers, they're wearing like padded, full-sleeved things because it hurts. Yeah, but there's magic. And I don't think that explains it. There's magic. <laughs> I don't think there's magic. Fairy Godmother has magic. Fairy Godmother has magic, and Mal has magic. And Mal gives it up, and Fairy Godmother never uses it anymore because her wand is in the museum. Except that it wasn't at the end of the movie, which confused me. She was carrying it around at the end. Well, Mal turned into a dragon without her spell book, so she, clearly she can pull I, like, spells out of her This is one of the other mind. notes I have. Is, like, <laughs> what is, is magic something that is inherent to certain people? Is it a part of the universe? Because like, Uma could cast spells once she had the spell book. So she was, like, there was there was an item that, or she wanted the wand, so she could use the wand to do magic. Well, and apparently she could turn it to a human octopus with her necklace. Yes. So that was, the necklace is magic. The necklace is magic, or is she magic? Mm. <laughs> or both. Mm. But, like, you don't see Evie casting spells. That was actually a point of contention in the first one, is because Evie couldn't make friends because she couldn't do magic hair redos mm. like Mal could. So, like, that's that's sort of the question I was like, how does magic work in this world? We haven't established this well. And I don't need, like, strong magic rules. I just want consistency. Like, I don't need you to explain how magic works. But, like, for what is within Harry Potter, like, people do friggin' everything with magic because it exists and is at that sort of high level where you can do just about anything with it. Right. And everybody can access it. Yeah. Mostly. Um, there was another book I read. I can't remember what it was. Um where magic was very ritualized and anyone could do it if they knew the correct spells and the correct mm. things. There was no inherentness to it. It was just part of the universe. Um, and much of it had been lost. Um, yeah, I don't know. Magic didn't make sense to me in this movie. But also magic is treated as, like, bad. Right, because all the villains used all magic. All the villains used magics. And, like... Mal redeemed herself in the first movie. She became good. So, like, using magic it doesn't have to be an inherently bad thing. And the fairy godmother's obviously good. She uses magic for good hmm. things. So, like, I, I, I got mad at Ben for being like, you need to give up magic to, to be correct. I don't know. Well, he had a very black and white view of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And evil did magic. Yeah. It seemed like. Uh, sure. I don't know. I, I Growth don't know. opportunities. That's what I'm saying. I was just watching the really long music video. When <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Drizzy, who was somebody's daughter? Drusilla. One of the evil stepsisters. Okay. We didn't see her either. Evil stepsister. We didn't see any No, we, we heard voices. Yeah. We heard voices. We were disappointed in the fact voices. we had no... no Because I loved the reinterpretations of sort of the the evil villains in yeah. the first movie. Yeah. I think some of them weren't great. I think Jafar had some problems. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I liked that they were trying to do something with all of them and asking, like, yeah. what, it is, what is this like? How do I bring something new to this? Kristen, have, yeah, Kristen, Kristen Chenoweth as Maleficent, Jimmy. Kathleen and Jimmy... Like, doing some really interesting things with these roles. Yeah. And we got a tentacle from Ursula that was CGI and a voice mm. off screen. Yeah, yeah. And I was real disappointed with that. And no Hook and no Gaston. Well, I think Gaston's dead, so... Are we sure Hook's not dead? 
I he oh, gets, that's true. Like Cook <laughs> maybe did too. So I I mean also the timeline then when did they have their children? I um great question. I don't know. Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh when they first get to the island and Ben is looking into the tube and he's like, Oh, you don't want to know what's on the other side of that and it was clearly like a setup for like what's on the other side? It's just the pirate cove. It, yeah. You know, it's the harbor. It's like that. <laughs> Yeah, Again, it's a... like the idea of setup and payoff exists, but we don't know how to use it. <laughs> Why was Harry Scottish? Like, I know the actor is Scottish. I looked that up while we were watching okay. the movie. <laughs> I was wondering that. I was, he was in and out of Scottish, though. Yeah. So maybe maybe Harry was trying to do a different accent. I don't know. And the Scottish just creeped back in. Because um. the actor is Scottish. Hook, I don't think canonically uh, Hook has a as nationality. A, a, um, I would have to guess pirate. British because <laughs> the author of Peter Pan yeah, was British. British. Um, I mean, it certainly fits, but yeah, that was that was a weird. I mean, Scotland set is of choices part of the UK. <laughs> yeah, for now. For now. <laughs> when this movie was made. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't did get that every once in a while. I was like, what? <laughs> what are we doing with this? This is a weird choice. Everybody else has American accents. Right? Yeah. Didn't go towards the British. I mean, maybe Fairy Godmother a little bit. I think, yeah. think which is more refined and that yeah. just reads as British. And nobody else had like a British accent or a French accent or a German yes, accent. It's all American accents. Which is fine. Like, you don't need those. Like... I, it was weird. It was weird. Uh, the f- rap fight trade of the crown and the wand. The crown. The king and the wand. That was fun. I really liked that. Was that was fun. <laughs> Although I did like, like... It was the most pointless sword fight ever. <laughs> well, so before the sword fight happened, <laughs> yeah. oh, the sword oh, fight was oh, also yeah, pot- you did like the yeah. hype, the hype yeah, song. Yeah, the hype song. We're like, we're like, going to... We got my the crew wand, versus got, yeah. your crew. I wrote down, this song feels like a parody of itself. <laughs> In that one. Yeah. Which, it's not to say I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. It was just silly. Yeah. Like, okay, we're doing that. And then, yes, we had the most pointless sword fight. <laughs> like, we did all this prep work. We got five smoke bombs, exactly five. Count them. Um, and we're going to get the king, and then we're going to throw the smoke bombs, and we're going to run away. But except but they stayed and <laughs> sword fight. When they could have, like, they were instigating the sword fight. They could have clearly left. They had plenty of time. (laughs) Um, to get themselves out of there. Yeah. I don't know. That one was just like, well, we need to have a sword fight song. Here it is. And and pirates. (laughs) So, sword fight. Yeah. Yeah. I have questions. I always have questions when, when a villain has, like, goons. Like how does how does Uma get her goons? Like how did she become the leader of this? What is the social dynamic here? I think these are important questions, um, but they didn't answer those. Rest. Well, questions. maybe Mal Mal's like equivalent of goons were just her friends. Did she have goons? She didn't have goons, but she had the she had Evie and Carlos and Jay. Well, yeah, but like those were oh. friends. But like Uma had a pirate ship full of pirate goons. That's fair. That's fair. Like, she had Hook and Gil, or Harry and Gil, 
but then she also had a gang. Well, I also wonder that a lot of times when we watch um, TV superheroes. Like, oh, yeah. I'm really wondering about on Batgirl and Alice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did oh, Alice, Alice get, get all these gangs? All these people who like follow her, follow her, do and what die she for wants? her. Is she and... paying them? Do they have yeah. a union? <laughs> <laughs> Where did I don't? Yeah, I uh, wonder these things I, as well. I yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was wondering about that. Also, um, like Disney doesn't put gay people in their movies, but they like to do a lot of um, queer baiting. <laughs> and so Disney had a love song between Mal and Evie in the middle of this movie. That's true. <laughs> We're really good friends, and we're going to miss each other so much when I stay here and you go back there. Miss that too. <laughs> but we'll have the space between us. Yeah. Like, literally the liminal space <laughs> in this movie Yeah, I song. was not paying attention tonight. <laughs> like, and they put their foreheads together. They were always, like, three inches <laughs> while they were singing from each other, like, about to kiss, talking about the space between us. And I was like, wow, Disney, you're really dialing it up here in a way that is still possibly deniable so people won't get mad at you. And that makes me mad at you. Because <laughs> um, I do think Evie and Mal are great for each other. Yeah. I think they complement each other really well. Yeah. They both have personalities, unlike Ben, who is just a blank slate. <laughs> well, neither of their love interests are, they're like, do they have much chemistry with? No. I mean, I think, I think Doug... Dopey's kid, there's a little bit there. I think he's got a character more so than yeah. Ben does. Ben is just so bland. And he's king now, I guess. Mm-hmm. He was king the whole movie. Well, yeah, he was king I know, the last he got king, movie. Because that was the coronation was the big yeah. party at the end. Yeah. But, like, nobody was worried about him going missing. It was short. It was short. It was a short, <laughs> it was a short trip. But also, I feel like if the king got kidnapped... Like, they're like, we don't want anyone to find out. But, like, he's the king. He's got an army, right? Like, they could have just gone and been like, hey, Uma stole our king. Yeah, but they were already over there. <laughs> they came back! Oh, yeah, they came the back to get that 3D printed wand. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a 3D printer now. Well, then that would not have made a good movie. <laughs> The king's army comes in and rescues the king. I mean, and then we wouldn't have the fight song. You are what correct. Is thinking? I just, I think you could have come up with a different reason to have a fight song than cap- kidnapping the king. And then having it be a secret for reasons, like we couldn't tell anybody it was supposed to be a secret. But I don't know why. But Kevin, this is a Disney movie (laughs) about children, teenagers. Yeah. And in Disney movies with children and teenagers, they never tell the adults what's happening. They have to go solve it themselves. I get that. But I've also read every Animorphs book, and they create some strong reasons for that. (laughs) Like why they can't trust anybody else. And there's there's opportunities to do story with that, and they, they just ignored it they're like oh we have to keep it a secret because it's a disney movie well, that's because they it a don't secret. know how to do that at disney <laughs> nobody taught them that storytelling skill yeah yeah i have a question this is more of a philosophical question um is gaston outside of the 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 
structure of the Disney film. Is Gaston a villain? Well, yeah, he's a little bit of a sexual predator. Okay, valid. I'll so, give you that. Um, but he's not magic. He's not magic. He's he's. I was thinking about like his motivations in the movie. Like, yes, he's he's a sexual predator. I'm not going to argue with that, and that's absolutely villainous. But I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast in so long, so I'm asking in a very literal sense, like, does he know the Beast isn't actually evil when he puts together the mob to go kill the Beast? Has he learned that and is ignoring it? Is he ignoring Belle, who's, like, trying to tell him that? I can't remember any of these things. Oh, I think it doesn't matter if the Beast is evil or not. He's just once... Well, no, but he uses, that, on... he uses that justification. Yes. And I think people follow him because they believe that justification. Well, he know. couldn't have gone, we have to go rescue Belle so she marries me. Yeah, People aren't going to follow you. I don't, I don't want to be a Gaston apologist. Um, again, Gaston is dead, though. So, <laughs> so it's fine. So, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> and his kid seems real nice. Like, yeah. I think they should bring them over to Oregon. I, I agree. Uh, it, kid seems, he's just kind of mixed up in, yeah. in Uma's world. Then. What does Uma want? That's what I was trying to figure out. Uma wanted the barrier down so people could come back. Power. Fame. Prestige. Okay. What does any Disney villain want? Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> but, like, she was given the opportunities to get what she wanted, and then she turned it down... Because it, she wasn't getting it the right way. Well, because they 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 were trying to make her an uncomplicated villain instead of doing the work that we did in the first movie. <laughs> but we did a lot of really good work in the first movie. Well, it's hard. <laughs> and if she had been redeemed, then it would have been just like the first movie. Maybe they were going for, you know, we couldn't save them all. <laughs> That's not great. <laughs> No, there's, yeah. a, there's a real weird like class system set up in this world yeah. and <laughs> like punishment and um, kind of panopticon -y. Yeah, but like Ben being like the king did sort of have this moment of realization of like, oh yeah, I meant to bring these four over as like a starting point and then keep bringing people over mm -hmm. and then I didn't. Yeah. And then he, like, explains that to Oma, and he's like, you're right, we should start bringing more people over. And she's like, no! Jeez. I want to bring them over. <laughs> Which I think Ben would have been like, we can say it was your idea! I don't think... I, I, think, <laughs> I think they were taking the villain motivation from their villain motivation book of, well, since I didn't get it at that time, I got really, really angry... And resentful about it, and now I'm powered by that resentment, <laughs> and I have to stay in my anger, anger, and my villain house. I yeah. don't want this uh, compromise situation anymore. I am mm -hmm. totally motivated by my resentment, and yeah. nothing you say or do will change that. That's true. That's that's from their villain book. I just wanted more. Well, maybe From Descendants two, maybe, maybe Descendants, Descendants three, maybe it's in yeah. Descendants three. Uh, is the face paint the pirates were wearing racist, <laughs> or is it just That's weird? A great question. 
think they could have done without the face paint. <laughs> I was I just know, like, it was why are they wearing face paint? Because they were going to battle, which yeah. makes it more on the war paint side. Yeah. Which makes it not so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that dog said amaze balls. It did. I wrote that down. I didn't know you could see Amaze Balls in a Disney Channel original movie. I mean, it's it's twenty. Well, at the time it was twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah, you can so get away with that. We're getting. No. It's really like TV PG. It's not yeah. G. Yeah, it's not G. Uh, I wrote down Girl Talk with Richard Kind. <laughs> Which, for the folks at home, is a reference to John Mulaney and the Sack Bunch Lunch. Sack, sack Lunch Bunch. Lunch. Um, which has a segment called Girl Talk with Richard <laughs> Kind, where Richard Kind sits down with three of the female young cast members and has Girl Talk, uh, which is what they did in this movie also. It is basically what they did. And they did. called it Girl Talk. This is Girl Talk. <laughs> I always need Richard Kind to show up. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> But they, they weren't going for that kind of... Uh, no, no. Uh, Dizzy of the Isle, because she doesn't get a last name. She was just Dizzy of the Isle. Which one's Dizzy? Drizzy. Drizzy. Oh, the, 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 little do- the little girl who makes the jewelry. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I mean, I guess Evil Stepmother must have a... She can't be, like... Dizzy, evil stepmother. I mean, evil queen is just evil queen. Uh, her name is Dizzy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Dizzy of the Isle. Um, uh, I did write down yet another problem where the solution is a thruple. We've been talking about those in movies and TV shows for a while. Wait, who would have been the thruple? Well, before I knew he was magic. When Ben came down the stairs with Uma. Oh, well, I totally knew he was magic from. I knew it like a minute later, but like, he's like, oh no, he broke up with her and now he's with Uma. And I was like, once again, a thruple could solve this. It's true. Except he was being (laughs) magic. He was being magic. You didn't see that coming? I saw it. She left the spell book behind on the aisle, and then nothing was said about it. So something was going to happen yeah, I with knew it. something was going to happen. And Ben wouldn't just leave her. That's true. He got magic. So I figured it out pretty quick. That was Before everybody else did. That was pretty clear. Um, and then True Love's Kiss solved it, which was the moment when I go, like, this is too much like a Disney movie. That was sort of the moment mm. of realization I had that I think was holding back the movie over the course of the whole thing. Mm. This is the question I have. Do you get a set number of True Love's Kisses to fix all these things? Like, you get three and that's it? Or is I mean, it just as long as, as long- you're truly in love, I think you can do it again. I mean, I think that, like, think of all the magic you could do and then just fix it with, if it went wrong. yeah. With true love, again, I think magic should be used a lot here. I think it should be used a lot more than it currently is in this universe. Because yeah, true love's kiss is a great cure all. It worked in uh, Frozen. 
Oh was, yeah, it was the sister the, love. The, kiss. the first one. Yeah, not the Frozen first one. Two. Where they did better. We don't talk about Frozen Two. Uh, oh, <laughs> Frozen Two. Uh, I said trying to do Disney movie special effects on a Disney Channel budget. I mean, for the most part. For the most part, it looks really it, good. It, it looks really good. It doesn't look. It's super just when they do the big monster CGI stuff that I'm like, oh, this this was not expensive. <laughs> How big is Uma in the sea? How effective would Uma have been if the cotillion hadn't been on a boat? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, why are we on a boat? I had that realization. I When they first did the pan shot onto the boat, I was like, why does this boat have so many castle turrets on it? <laughs> and then Great I didn't question. think about it again. <laughs> it's a good but question, though. Why does it... Their boat have a bunch of castle turrets. <laughs> it's on brand? It is on brand, but, like, do they function? I forgot they were on a boat. That's... Like, most of it was shot in such a way that I forgot they were on a boat, like when they are coming down the stairs and having those moments. And it was only when Uma, like, jumped off the ship again. I was like, oh, yeah, they're on a boat. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that, that wouldn't have worked. Um... <laughs> If it had just been, like, at the school. Oh, <laughs> I mean, she's still kind of gotten big, like, and had tentacles. Yeah. But that would have yeah. been more expensive to shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, in a, when I took a script analysis class in undergrad... Uh, we always had to ask the question of, like, what is the action of this play? And the, the answer was always something to do with, like, human change. Something has changed in this movie. And I can't figure out what's changed from the beginning to the end of this movie. Well, we watched some song and dances, and it started out dry, and it ended up in the water. <laughs> Some people got wet. Some people got wet. That's the human change. The change was Mal finally felt comfortable being someone of both the Isle and of Oregon. She didn't have to do this thing that she thought a cookie cutter kind of princess had to be. She could be more herself. That's That's what I would think. That's fair. And wet. And wet. And wet. I also had another weird thought. Um, I read a essay, comic essay, a few years ago about safe for work fetishes, which were the idea was like fetishes. People get off on things that you could watch at work, and no one would think you were watching anything pornograph- pornographic. Okay. Um, one of them was like balloons. People were into balloons. I don't. I don't understand it. People were into lots of things, Wait, but like yeah, watching them blow up work. and then they yeah. pop. Um, that's one of them. The other one is something called the wet look, which is people being fully dressed and then getting dunked in water or covered in water in various ways. And I did have the thought, like, if you were into wet look, this finale would be real good for you. <laughs> Kevin, I don't think you should be promoting a Disney movie as possible. Yeah, because no, no one's ever gotten aroused by a Disney movie before. <laughs> work. I'm not saying you should watch this at work and become aroused. That's not what I'm saying. It reminded me 
of this article I read about safe for work fetishes. <laughs> wow. And for the like two listeners we have left. <laughs> hey, we started with two listeners. Thank you very much. <laughs> Crazy journey. That was the descendants too. It was fun. I liked watching it. It was fun. The dancers were good. I think the songs were better than the first movie, with the exception of Kristen Chenoweth, because Kristen Chenoweth's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe maybe that's why the songs sing better, too, because Kristen (laughs) Chenoweth wasn't there to uh, compare it to. Yeah, because when you have Kristen Chenoweth in your movie, all your other songs have to be at that level or better. Yeah. And they were not in the first movie. They were fine in the first one. It was a little weird when we started off with, like, I mean, it was very quickly clear to be a dream sequence but like the opening song about how we're all wicked we're evil yeah well i thought that was a good callback to the first movie it, it was, was it was very much like in the spirit of the opening number yes. in in the first so i i saw that as like yeah that was a good continuity. song i enjoyed it um i liked the thing with the apples the the visual storytelling of like we made all these poison apples and they turned everybody evil like that was that yeah. was very music video but very fun yeah um, although I like Mal's hair in that opening sequence in the first movie the most. Like, she changed her hair a lot, and I was never I'm never quite on board with her hairstyle. Wait, you wanted the, like, total platinum blah? Ow! No, no. The one in the music video where she was oh, purple. Oh, had, had the dark purple and sort of the curly waves. Mm-hmm. I like that hairstyle the most on her. Uh, well, who knows what we'll get in number three. Yeah. Yeah, the platinum blonde was intentionally off-putting. Yeah, but but Duff Cameron has that platinum blonde in life. Oh, really? Do do you know that we watched her in a whole season of Agents of Shield? No, I don't know that. Do you remember a platinum blonde in Agents of Shield? What was her superpower? Uh, she'd been like bred by what are who the bad guys? The octopuses, Hydra? the Nazi, yeah, Hydra. She'd been bred by Hydra to have superpowers, and she was going to be like the destroyer of worlds. And they've been educating her. And yeah, I remember that character. Um, yeah, she, she like grew up in the in like the Hydra high school. Yeah, yeah. And she had headphones. I feel like I remember headphones. Uh, her mom yeah, was like the yeah. boss of Hydra. Yeah, her mom was a general. Yeah, yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, that was Duff Cameron. You sure? I am positive. <laughs> I am so sure. Yes. This has been Kevin doesn't know who actors are. <laughs> and she has platinum blonde hair. Okay. Well, I didn't think it fit the character of Mal at all. No, that was the point. <laughs> That was the point. Yeah. And that's what she learned. Yeah. And she went from very blonde to purple again. That was the character. <laughs> that was the human change. The, the, the human change. And wet. And wet. <laughs> Descendants 2. It was fun. Actually, I'm not sure she was wet by the end. I think she and the prince might have been up on the stairs. And no, they were, both, else... they were both wet. Because oh, okay. remember, they splashed each other right before the... The big dance number started, and they were in the big dance number also. Okay, okay, yeah, so it wet. It was like splash, splash. Yeah, but that was a cool dance number. It was. It was a great dance number. There were a lot I think of it was good a real numbers. strong. Yeah, yeah, the fish and chips one, Uma's song, 
Say My Name. Yeah, yeah. Real good song, real good dance number. The fight num- the fight song. Yeah, yeah. Um, the love song between Mal and Evie, I yeah. thought, worked real well. Yeah. Really talented cast, really good choreography. Yeah. Good, good fun movie. Good fun Saturday movie to watch. I don't like everything else. Do you have anything else? Um, I don't think so. You had a lot more than I did. I just wrote down lots of things. Ow! Yeah, don't bite me. I've got, like, serious cat bites yeah. on my hand now. Yeah. I, just, I get mad. I get for worried. Like six hours, and the then people think Felicity's a mean kitty. Aww, and she bites. She's us. just doing what cats do when you're paying really hard attention to something <laughs> that's not them. They're like, "Oh wait, I should sit on this book, or I should bite this arm." So you pay attention to me. All right. <laughs> Are we done? (laughs) I think we're done. All right. Say goodnight. Say goodnight, Amy. (laughs) Goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, kitty.